The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Canadian use of facial recognition, recognition technology from the U.S. firm Clearview violated federal and provincial laws governing personal information. The investigation by Federal Privacy Commissioner uh, Daniel Therrien, along with privacy protection authorities for Alberta, B.C. and Quebec, it says Clearview's AI technology allowed law enforcement and commercial organizations to match photographs of unknown people against the company's data bank of more than 3 billion images for investigation purposes. David Shipley is a cybersecurity expert. He is the CEO of Boceron Security. David, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. All right, tell us a little bit uh, about uh, Clearview. It is, uh, you know, when you when you read about the company, it seems to be shrouded in secrecy and quite a bit of controversy. What can you tell us about um, about Clearview, which uh, devised this groundbreaking facial recognition app? So the, the first thing is they decided to try and make a business by vacuuming up everyone's personal data that they could when it came to photos on the Internet and Facebook and social media, things that weren't absolutely locked down that they could access. They put that in a data set and then created technologies to do facial mapping and then resold access to that content to law enforcement and others. And, you know, some ideas around the use of this technology sound noble, for example, potentially finding victims of child sex sex exploitation content, the RCMP was investigating, and others. But in the process of gathering and vacuuming this data, uh, they crossed some pretty big ethical lines about consent and use of people's information. In this case, your face is a biometric, and you never surrender your ownership of your face to anybody. So when you talk about vacuuming data... How does that happen? How do they scrape all of these these photos, this information off social media sites? Trivially, yeah, it's, it's incredibly easy to create <laughs> scripts that uh, download all of this content, store it, and then um, you know the, the any innovation that they have had is more about the speed at which you can do facial recognition matching. But the process of stealing all the information uh, from wherever it was is uh, remarkably easy. Wow. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's alarming, isn't it? And when we when we hear, and as you mentioned, you know, police services had had have been had been uh, using uh, Clearview, and in some cases, you know, leading to arrests and and whatnot. Um, but there was uh, a lot of controversy around it when you talk about giving up that biometric, that data uh, on your face. So when we see that, um, you know, uh, police services are now moving away from that. Are, are being told to to, to 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 cease the use of it. What what does that mean for the future of the company? I mean, and and, and what happens to all of those photos, all of that information that's been mined? Well, first things. I mean, the privacy commissioners have come out 
with the strongest uh, stance that they could, which is to say a stern sort of lecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's no real teeth to Canada's privacy law. I mean, you've got some great headlines today where, you know, this company clearly broke Canadian privacy law as interpreted by four uh, privacy commissioners, um, and they'll face no fines, no sanctions. They're, they've withdrawn from doing business in Canada, but face no major losses from that. And they continue to thumb their nose and say, no, what we did was okay. The information was in the public domain. We can do what we want with it and have not agreed to the other key point the commissioner said, which was delete all known Canadian uh, faces from your database now. <laughs> and they're not. Yeah. And so what what can we do I, I mean are we just kind of screwed when it comes to the fact that this company has you know likely all of our all of our pictures and we just have to live with that no, I, I would say we don't have to be content with that. I mean, the, the point the Privacy Commissioner has also made today is that the laws that are currently being proposed to beef up uh, Privacy Commissioner's powers to ability to find these companies need to actually be expanded to address this particular use case. The law that's been proposed, Bill 11, um, does not create enough clarity about this conflict between the business value and the privacy value. And they should, you know, they make the point, and I agree, that the right to privacy is a human right it's a fundamental right mm-hmm. and it trumps business rights and uh, we need to enshrine that in law we need to be able to sue these companies to the high heavens when they conduct mm-hmm. illegal mass surveillance of canadians and abuse their data um, and we need to move on it now so you know what can the average canadian do about this they can talk to their member of parliament um, we forget that our mps work for us and you can tell them hey i want to see this privacy law passed and it better have teeth to prevent these kind of shenanigans in the future because the Clearview won't be the only company to do this and if the biggest uh, sort of risk factor for a company doing this is a stern talking down from the privacy commissioners it'll happen again soon. Are there other companies like Clearview uh, out there doing this? Probably. Um, yeah. you know, there's probably a lot that are smarter and don't get the public <laughs> attention that this uh, this company has. I mean, um, the there are more than 3,000 data brokers registered in the United States alone uh, who buy, sell, and trade all kinds of data about billions of people every day. Um, it wouldn't shock me in the least that there is a, a healthy market for companies gathering mm-hmm. this information who just fly under the radar. You know what, David, it seems that we've been talking about Canada's lax privacy laws for a very, very long time. And, you know, as we as we push forward on this and say, OK, we need to have, uh, you know, a, a stronger rules and, 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 and laws in place. What the heck's taken so long? Has has there just not been the appetite to do this? Well, I think part of it has been uh, whatever traction we were starting to see with the idea of a digital charter and the sound and fury of Parliament working away on this before the pandemic was obviously swept away in the the wake of what we've been dealing with. So that was a tremendous setback. We we now see the uh, Bill C-11 introduced, um, but it's it's weak in a number of areas. There's a lot of um, talk about how it's got the stiffest fines globally. You know, it can be uh, uh, 25 million Canadian or 5% of global revenues for a company and, you know, it gives the uh, privacy commissioners more teeth. But the substance underneath that, uh, underneath all that swagger, um, has been kind of laid bare by the privacy commissioner saying, yeah, but you're, you're not really clarifying whether a business's right to do business trumps a Canadian's right. 
So when Clearview was presented with uh, with the findings of the report, some of the things, and we've touched on this a little bit, but a couple of things here that I just wanted to ask you about. One of the things they, they argued was that consent was not required because the information was publicly available. And, and I wonder if in some way um, we do have to take some responsibility um, for putting all of our stuff online out there with, um, you know, lack security, um, uh, you know, uh, security on it. Do we take a little bit of responsibility? Do we need to as, as just as humans? You know what? I, I, I take a counter stance to that. And here's why okay. is that you never lose control of your personal data. Like you never give away your data. You allow people to access, use it, et cetera, and they're stewards to it, including images of your face. And so when I put a photo on my social media about you know me and my friends out there, I did so for a specific purpose, but without surrendering control or ownership over my face. And so when you take that photo and you use it for an entirely new purpose without my consent, um, yeah. that is violating my rights. So I think we need an environment that protects Canadians without saying, um, you know, put it behind your own walled garden here, protect it the best you can, and God help you if someone gets a hold of it. Um, we deserve better than that. Yeah, I, I guess uh, in the back of my head, I and, and I totally get what you say, David, and I and I think I agree with you. But I also think that you know, there's a little nugget in there that says that's just kind of part of the the risk that you take, and and, and maybe that is you know a, a you know a half baked stance or a half baked idea that that I have just because I've heard so much about things that have happened and how people you know are are, are taking photos and we can see how people can start up new accounts with your with your name. I just part of me wonder if that's just part of the part of the game and um yeah i totally get what you're saying and um but i just i I think sometimes that it just comes that's part of the price of doing of being online right or wrong the challenge, however, is that we're not always in control of the photos that get posted of us, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was a bit of a social pariah for a variety of reasons in university because I'm a nerd, <laughs> but but I'd be one of the cats that would be saying, hey, please don't post this photo on Facebook. Yeah. But I'm a yeah. very fractional minority. So, you know, when people take photos of you in other contexts and they post them without your consent, mm-hmm. you know, if we if we just use that approach of, well, it's on the Internet, you got to ride it out. Uh, yeah, you got to deal with you, that. You, you got to deal with it. So where if we take a, a privacy enhancing and, and enshrine it as a human right and saying, it's your face, you own it, no matter what. And if you don't want somebody using it for police databases, you have the right yeah. to tell them no. Yeah, no, and I, I totally get what you're saying. Dave, when we talk about uh, just another question going back to what this was being used for, so the, uh, used for the police database and that sort of thing, um, you know, was were... were um, I, I'm reading that you know financial institutions were using this and and other businesses. What, what else would this be used for? Oh, <laughs> anything? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if you're a mall and you want to access a data set and you want to track certain people down and figure out who you don't yeah. want coming back into your mall, um, you know, there's lots of ways this data can be used um, in terms of the commercial side. On the criminal side, if you can get a good set of data photos of an individual, you can map their face and try and break any kind of facial recognition um, ID tools. We saw a uh, hacker do a really clever thing where they were able to build fake 3D heads of people and unlock their Android phones. Um, wow. So, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, face is now being used as a substitute for passwords, which in some respects is strong and unique and, and, and appealing in so many different ways. But if you lose ac that data set and it's abused by somebody else, uh, it can be used to unlock accounts. So criminals have a high degree of interest in building high-quality high mm -hmm. data sets of people's faces. Well, it sounds like I need to get my head out of my what, you know what, and uh, pay a little more attention uh, to this. And uh, I, I want to thank you, David, for uh, shining a light on it this afternoon and explaining a little bit more about what uh, what Clearview and, and other companies uh, similar to it um, have been up to and, and, and the potential risk of it. I, I always appreciate your time. Thank you for this. Thanks so much for the opportunity and stay safe. Yeah, you betcha. David Shipley, who is the CEO of uh, Boceron Security. Yeah, and and uh, again, I, I guess maybe at times I'm I'm just a little naive when I when uh, as I said sometimes like okay, well you know you put it out there and is that just kind of part of uh, the the uh, the risk of of being online? But I get what he says. You know, you should not um, you know have someone be using your image for other reasons. All of that, I, I totally get that. I just um, I'm not sure I, I thought that deep about it or that long about it. And obviously, I need to think longer and deeper about it. Um, so as we mentioned, um, as the Office of the Privacy Commissioner of Canada and the Office of the Information and Privacy Commissioner for BC, Alberta, um, they, they did this 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 study into it uh, and just simply said um, that uh, Clearview's AI technology allowed law enforcement and commercial organizations to match photographs of unknown people against the company's data bank. Three billion images, Canadians, children for investigation purposes. Uh, the commissioner saying this this creates the risk of significant harm to individuals, the vast majority of whom will never be and will never be implicated, never have been, and will never be implicated in a crime. Um, as I mentioned, a couple of the the arguments that Clearview said in response to this, saying the consent was not required because the information was publicly available and individuals who placed or permitted their images to be placed on websites that were scraped did not have substantial privacy concerns, justifying an infringement of the company's freedom of expression. So uh, the work continues to put tougher privacy laws in place in this country and Alberta's privacy commissioner uh, says her investigation into Clearview AI isn't over yet. Jill Clayton uh, says there's a lot more work to do. Uh, privacy commissioner of Canada is looking at, um, as publicly said, they're looking at the RCMP's use of um, Clearview's product and services and I have publicly said um, and announced that we were going to look at the use of this technology by um, law enforcement agencies in the province. So that is uh, Jill Clayton, who is Alberta's privacy commissioner. Um, and as David uh, touched on, federal, provincial, territory governments, privacy commissioners currently developing guidance for law enforcement agencies, because the RCMP was using this, uh, EPS had been using this, um, on the use of, uh, but to what extent we're not 100% sure of because they haven't told us, um, for law enforcement agencies on the use of facial recognition technologies, um, that guideline uh, for consultation with stakeholders will be delivered in the spring. 